Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello everybody and welcome along to our latest episode of the RTGA podcast. Rory's still away on his holidays, but as you can see, Brendan Cummins is with me for the weekend. And what a weekend ahead it is, Brendan, for us to preview here. Because, look, I guess since they've made the decision to put the two finals on the one day, yes, I'm sure there's people who wish they could be in two places at the one time. But it's just like, it's like Sophie's choice, isn't it? Trying to decide, do you want to go to a Leinster hurling final or a Munster hurling final? Which one would you prefer to be going to? Um, yeah, I think uh, there's uh, that nobody's surprised to say a monster one, but um, it was nice format last year, Jack. To be honest with you, I remember I, I was lucky enough to work on the last couple of Insta finals on a Saturday evening. It was lovely there up around Dublin, there was a, a good crowd there, and you didn't have to, I suppose, pick. Now, there's a lot of supporters out there like to go to both, I suppose, and, and that's gone this weekend. But look, we are where we are. I think it's um, look, it's just fantastic. Um, to, for a championship that's given us so much. And now we have two mouthwatering games, especially the Leinster one, I would say, because the Leinster Championship public opinion would probably be that this meandered along, that we've gotten to exactly where we knew we'd be. But now both teams have to really, really show an intensity and a fire, I think, that we wouldn't have seen in the past six weeks. But we certainly see it, I'll tell you, in Club Park on, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, big time. Well, look, it all starts with that monster hurling final at quarter to two in the Gaelic grounds between Clare and Limerick. And look, as you said, the rivalry between these two teams as well, I think, has given us something in the last few years that maybe people didn't expect. I don't know what your feeling is around this Clare team, but they seem to have Limerick's number these days. What What is it that they've found out that other teams maybe haven't? Well, I think they've a they've an element of bravery about the way they play. That Brian Lohan, I suppose, initially was was criticised of. Oh, there's no tactics. Oh, just turn out the jerseys and they leave them off around the pitch. But you know what? In a in a in a in a, in a way, it's actually really worked because the players have taken responsibility. Yes, they have tactics. Yes, they have a way they want to play. But they will chase Limerick all over the pitch on on Sunday, and every game consistently is what they've done. And they haven't gotten fleeced at any stage. Now, that takes an amazing bravery. Normally, if you're setting up to play Limerick, you'd say, right, our centre-back, more often than not, will try to stay around our 45 as best they can to cut off the ball going into Galan and Flanagan. The reality is John Conlon on Sunday will be ponying up the pitch nearly on the, uh, nearly on the Limerick 65 at times, maybe following Keane Lynch to hunt him down. And they're saying, right, so Adam Hogan or Rory Hayes inside, you know what, we actually back you. And... Because Conor Cleary's injured, that is the only question I have in my head, that he's so experienced back there. That level of experience is now gone. So if you are following Limerick all over the pitch, if I'm John Kiley, I'm saying, right, OK, there's an opportunity here. But that won't change the belief structure that Brian Lohan has, that every man wins his individual battle. And I think that bravery has been key and a consistent key in Limerick being under serious pressure playing against this Clare group. In that way... Is Conor Cleary's loss greater for Clare than Sean Finn's is for Limerick, given the replacement that Limerick can clearly identify? Because it does seem to a lot of people looking in that, you know, Cleary's loss is, is just enormous for Clare. Yeah, I think so. Just about more, I suppose, of a loss. Because Sean Finn is so damn good as well. Oh, my God. I hate, like, if, you're a, if I'm playing the goals and I have Sean Finn in front of me, I'm just absolutely thrilled to bits. Now, if he's gone, I'm a little bit anxious and I'm a little bit jumpy, to be honest with you. No matter who comes in, they're not going to be as good as him with respect to the player replacement. But yeah, I think overall, to the confidence of the group, Cleary is potentially a, a bigger loss to, to Clare. 
because of the way they play and the way they want to play to beat Limerick, as I said earlier, is man for man around the pitch and win your own match and all. But I will say Adam Hogan, for a young fella, like he's under 20, like he has been fair good this year and he has shown unbelievable trust in his ability. He's out in front. He's not hiding behind uh, the attacker. He's he's really aggressive, which has been fantastic plus, I think, for, for Clare this year. Uh, and the underage structure, I suppose, they have in place to get him to this position where he's good enough to play. So I think overall, yes, Clare is probably the bigger loss uh, to the to the to both teams and Sean Finn. What about Limerick then, Brendan? They're the um great conundrum this year. We just we just don't know what we're gonna get with them. Are you seeing enough signs that you think they can get to where they were in the last couple of years? I don't know. I think it, it, like if it was a switch, we'd all just start training maybe three weeks before, have one big meeting and say, right, now, lads, we're going to give it our best weekend and then, then you go and beat the life out of the team you're playing. It doesn't work that way. Um, I think they certainly have lost that, an element of momentum and a fear factor that they would have had over the over the years because teams start to catch up. I remember when we used to play Kilkenny back, we'll say in the good old days, um, like when, when I was in the goals when I was playing against them, I'd go, right, they could score five goals today. But then it came to a point in my head sitting down, which is around 09 league final, where I was going, do you know what? They're not going to score four or five goals today. We're as good as this crowd are. And there's a psychological tilt then towards, well, why can't we beat them? Now? And I think a lot of the counties have gone to that level now where they've gone, do you know what? They are good. Everyone respects them. They've been fantastic and, and still are. But you know what? We could do it if we're at our best today. And I think that psychological change has been a huge lift. And Claire have really been the leaders, I think, in creating that. Galway got him down the home straight a couple of times, couldn't seal the deal. Like last year when Tony Kelly put that line ball over the bar in the Munster final, that smacked of, do you know what, we're not going away. And I think Claire will have been angry over 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 letting it slip in, the, in extra time because maybe they didn't have the bench strong enough to come in. They have that now. But yeah, from a Limerick camp, they're probably saying we're struggling through the championship. Yeah, we're still there. All we're winning, not playing to our fully potential and all that. But it's it is very hard to switch it on, Jackie. Just like just to say, yeah, look, today we're going to win by eight points. It doesn't work that way, and that's why I think Clare have a huge opportunity in the Gaelic grounds to begin now. Yeah, and it's also what it means for Clare. Like if you, I suppose in a way, just to beat Limerick, don't people say you know you might only catch them once? Like for Clare to catch them again to bring a Munster title, to go through the front door, it's the opportunity not just of beating Limerick, but also what it means for the latter stages of the championship. Yeah, well, I think the key to the motivation is the question, like, catch. You know, like, if I'm a clear player, I'm saying, I'm training, I'm doing everything I can. It's no fluke that we're close to this Limerick crowd. And it's about time we got across the line to shut everybody else up from saying, oh, you got close, oh, you nearly caught him. Oh, you did really well, didn't she? Like, they're the noisy neighbours. Like, we talk about City and United. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're looking over the fence going, oh, you think you have a great strength and conditioning programme. Oh, you're all singing, all dancing over there. Well, we put a hole in you now in this monster final and we'll see after <laughs> Sunday evening who's talking about who's got the great underage structures and who's got the great this and who's got the great that and the money and the whole lot. So, like, and it's it's a real signal, I think, from Claire as well to say, we'll... We'll go into your back garden and play. A pitch is a pitch. And I think that, again, speaks to Brian Lohan's not confidence or cockiness in what he has, just his traditional sense of, you know what, whatever you want to play, we'll play. And we'll train the ball to be 15 against 15. And let's see who wins. You know, And I think Claire will need to get across the line on this one after last year's experience. I think the, the Munster final, the disappointment of that, uh, the beating they got from Kilkenny in the All-Ireland semi-final, all that feeds into something special for Claire this weekend, I think which is wandered in if they don't jump the fence psychologically, where do they land? 
Well, you're all on the boat, the fella says. Yeah, to be fair, that's the question, Brendan, because we saw exactly what happened to them last year. And I do wonder how much they need this to actually make that next step. Or that they have to be ravenous for this like. I mean, this is this is all in. There's no doubt about that. Like, if they lose this, the narrative after the game is, you know what, Limerick are still better than everybody else, no matter what way you painted. Claire fell at the final hurdle again. Gallant losers. All that stuff you hate to hear as a player, like it absolutely twists your stomach. Like it's one thing losing, waking up on the Monday morning. It's the other thing getting the platitudes on the paper and saying, "Oh, you did really well. Oh, you really put it up to him." Worked one shot in reality. Like if you're a player, and I think. And that's why I think Limerick, uh, Claire, will jump the fence the weekend is because that hurt and the fear of that happening and the resilience they have will say, you know what, I'm wrecked, I'm shattered, but I'll chase them down and I'll take the ball off them because I don't want that pain in the morning. And that might be enough because the game of hurling is amazing. Like it's a game of skill it is, but there's an X factor called intensity that you can't fake. And that comes from hurt. And I think Claire have been through the ringer enough in the last 18 months to mean that when they get down to home straight, I think they may wanted not a little bit more but deep down inside them they won't want to wake up Monday morning and be bet more than the Limerick lads Mm. for Limerick then if you're in a situation where two weeks ago you were potentially going out of the championship you were finishing third and suddenly you find yourself in a monster final like John Kylie must be thrilled in a way Brendan like wouldn't you love walking into a dressing room and saying lads they wrote us off and we can still win a monster final here and an all-Ireland final like it's an unbelievable position for them to be in, given that people were saying they were finished. It is. Look, there's no doubt, and, and that again, like, like that's what makes the game so good, and it's going to be so high octane. I think if you're in charge of any team at any level, you're looking for a grudge. You're looking for a reason to say, "Hey, now that crowd next door think," and we've already spoken about the clear one. So if I'm Sam John Kiley inside, I'm saying, "Hey, lads, remember the Gaelic grounds earlier this year when it took us an hour and a half to clear them off the pitch." after they beat us. Do you really want to be sitting in here in an hour and a half's time listening to the hooping and hollering outside? I mean, that is the way it's going to be like. And it's just, it's fantastic. And it's like, it is really to where Limerick are at. Like, they've come through a draw against against Tip, um, we'll say down to 14 men. Looked like they were under serious pressure because Tip had threw the kitchen sink at him. You have a resurgent cork, we call it, who still fell short, having scored goals against Limerick. And we all said, oh, if you score goals now, you go a long ways to beat Limerick. Yeah, you do, but like they still overcame, and and that is the one thing to, that I think John Kiley will hold on to in the team meetings with the players. Say, right, lads, every one of these crowds have thrown everything they have at you. You still won. Keep the head. Like you know, there is still that psychological barrier for a lot of these crowds to actually beat you. Um, you know, and and Claire, in fairness, were able to do it only by a point, mind. So it is as if they won by ten. So there's only a hair's breadth or a piece of luck between either of them anyway. But as I said at the start, that that's going to be the the. The reason why there's, we're all so looking forward to this, that both sides have a grudge for all the world, and that would make sport unbelievably good. Oh, I can't wait for that one. What about the Leinster final then? Four o'clock, Galway, Kilkenny. It feels like there's been an element of shadow boxing in this Leinster Championship between these two. Even when they met in the round-robin stage, we were kind of wondering. I think they both kind of knew maybe they were going to be in the Leinster final anyway. This is going to be our first chance to get them going at full throttle. You just—it's it, very hard to see what you're going to get. Like, where where do you see this one going? Like, who are you tipping even? Look, I think it it, it probably means more to Galway. I think to mm-hmm. get silverware based on uh, my feeling of Galway always was that if they won Leinster, they got silverware. By God, that'll give them serious momentum. It'll give them, it'll give me a huge fill up of of confidence that they can actually do something. 
uh, rather than getting beaten again in the Leinster final, going through the back door and eventually somebody taking you out. Again, a kind of a gallant loser kind of a story. So, but for Galway to, to win, I do think Conor Coney is going to be a huge key to it. He hasn't really found the form we saw when they won the Leinster final against Wexford, what, three, four years ago now, where he was inside full forward, catching the ball, spinning around, hitting it over his shoulder, hitting all the frees over the bar. He really does look a bit of a shadow of himself. Now, I know it's in him to come back and, and maybe the weekend it'll be it. But if Henry is to go anywhere, it's his kind of leadership that is, is going to be required to get over Kilkenny. But I think it's a huge, huge game for Galway again, Jackie. And I think that it's a must-win really for him. I think if they are going to progress and, and be serious All-Ireland contenders, Kilkenny, on the other hand, will be able to, maybe if Mullen is okay, I presume he's way, he, he, he will. Billy Drennan, I presume, will be back in the fold again. Can they mark Owen Cody inside will be another question. Has Henry got the legs? Or sorry, TJ Friday slip got the, uh, <laughs> got, the got the legs. They'd like Henry. I'd say to talk again. I'd say, say they'd love him. Down the line, it says, here's the 10 minutes in. Will you but, um, you know, all those kind of things. But it, it's, um, it, it will kind of come down to, I think, the free take inside. And if Galway can settle on someone who will hit nine out of 10 and freeze, they'll win because TJ will do that in fairness and for, for Henry. Do you know, it's funny with TJ, his role is obviously changing with that Kilkenny team over the years. Something like what we've seen with Patrick Horgan as well. But still, when he turns it on, he still has it. Like, there's so there's such class there. I guess it's about how they protect him, how they keep him going for the full length of the match and try to get the absolute maximum out of him. Because that's as much a test of what Derek can do with this team as anything else. It is, but I think also Derek will know, and the more than Brian Cody did back when they were minding Henry, is that he'll rotate around the forward line. One minute he'll be in the half forward line. So if, in a passage of play, if TJ ends up inside the edge of the square, on the puck out, he'll stay there. But if he hits a 65 over the bar, he'll play wing forward for the next couple of minutes and work yeah. his way back in. So they'll try to make sure he doesn't gas out that way. That's just the way it is on all teams, not just for, for TJ. You just try to manage your players. And it also means he could pop up anywhere. But, but there is still a fact in life that if TJ Reid gets a free, more often than not, it's going over the bar. And if he gets to plant his two feet 80 yards out, he's hitting it over the bar as well. And I think that's something that Henry will have to watch out for. And his players around the middle, Tom Monaghan, has been this swashbuckling player going up and down the field. He will have to be more mature, I think, in the way he plays this weekend to watch out for those gaps that, that TJ will be standing in because there's no doubt the boys will find him with the ball. And if he gets to plant his feet, it's just going over the bar and that's the end of it. Mm. Do you know, it's funny you were saying about Galway and we'll come back to them in a minute, but just on the, the need to win and all that, the the scenario around Derek Ling and what he's building in Kilkenny, like there's no doubt there was an element of pressure about what is he going to deliver here? And like, does that still hang there where delivering a Leinster title to start off with buys people in? Not that they wouldn't anyway, but you know what I mean? Just in terms of building those small little steps in the post Brian Cody era that yes, we're winning, we're creating a new mentality with a new group. And maybe there is an element of pressure on him too. There is an element. There's a huge element of pressure on, on any manager going in into 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 the arena. Uh, never mind, say, Leinster, Munster, finally, even in the round robins of it. And he kind of got a, a honeymoon period, we'll call it, over the Leinster Championship because in reality, they knew they were going to end up here. Um, maybe a warning signal for him and, and it helped him probably was the Wexford game in which, for the first time, Kilkenny looked wide open. Like, I think there's four goals Wexford got, could have got a couple of more. It turned into a tournament match which is something Derek definitely won't want against uh, against this Galway outfit. But there's always pressure. Ask David Moyes after he took over from Alex Ferguson about pressure. Do you know what I mean? It only takes a couple of articles the following morning after you've been bet saying, oh, Kilkenny have lost what they had under Cody. Like, if you're Derek Link, that is the last thing you want to see happen. You know, and like anything else, that they're all backed up in the run by nearly to say that. 
So there will be an aggression inside in him and Peter Barry and his backroom team to say, look, lads, not on our watch. Absolutely not on our watch. And the players will be the same because they're the same players that Brian had, essentially, with Billy Drennan, I suppose, coming in. Um, obviously, there's new a new voice in the dressing room, which gives everybody a huge fill-up. That's always the way it is. But Derek has managed it really well, and he's a wily old character as well, in fairness to him. So he's no mug. He's got great experience in the under-20s. So he will have these Kilkenny lads all fired up, maybe more so even than what Brian Cody would have had in a similar situation. And maybe even more so after the Wexford game. Because as you say, look, when that's the thing that's freshest in your mind, and they did... They definitely look like they needed something. What about Galway then, Brendan? Because you, you said there you think like they need to win this. Can you see them still mounting an All-Ireland challenge if they don't? I think it's going to be a big struggle for them um, if, they, if they don't. I, it, it's like, where are they going to go next, right? They'll go into the qualifiers at a quarterfinal stage. If Tipperary beat Offaly, they play the winners of, of that. Um uh, and I don't I'm I'm not so sure like to be honest you see it has it, it has a fair scar on you if you don't win another Leinster final like last year there was the whole Brian Cody shaking hands gate and all that kind of messing that went on around the whole thing and it all got very deflated down the home straight they ran um obviously Limerick very close like they did the year before didn't quite get over the line didn't have that extra bit of confidence to, to get over the line whereas if they win this like it's an intangible thing it's very hard to to, to tell a fella oh you're a winner now out you go You've won Leinster, lads. You beat Kilkenny. They were supposed to be the ones to beat you. Now we're in all Ireland semi-final. Let's see who comes. And whoever comes, we'll have enough for them because of Leinster champions. So that infuses huge confidence around the dressing room. And I think that's what this Galway group needs. I think that's what Henry will need in his managing team as well. Get silverware like. Get into the dressing room. Put the cup in the middle of the floor and say, right, lads, look, the project is really working here. We're not the hard-luck losers anymore. Look, we've won. There's, you know, that that should galvanise us going forward. And I think that's exactly what he'll want. And that's why I think their hunger will be, should be, should be now unbelievable on, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, because it quickly passes as well. Like suddenly you realise it's 2018 since they won one and they are looking around saying, OK, there's been an All-Ireland success. We've had uh, success in Leinster in the past, but it is in the rearview mirror now. And it, it's, you know, that that culture doesn't take long to be flipping, as you say. Well, does no, there's no, there's no doubt about that. A, a, a wise fellow in the dressing room before you say to us, you've no past, you've no future, you're going to now, and it's a fair statement because that's all they have this minute. And it is, it's, it's gas. You, you, you're going, re- you think you're going really well in training. Then the lights come on at four o'clock in Crow Park and Kilkenny Beach by six points, for example. The following morning, you wake up, it's like somebody shattered everything you've had, broken into pieces. Your players are reading it. The negative sentiment around your group, and suddenly you're in on Tuesday night in Salt Hill, going. Right, lads, right, it didn't work the weekend, but I'm telling you the next time it'll work. And everyone's starting to back their heads, starting to go, oh, Jesus, yeah, well, we said that last year now, like, when we were bet again. And, do you know, this kind of thing, it's human nature, like. Mm. Whereas the other side is Galway beat Kilkenny. Galway have arrived. Galway make statement in Crow Park. Then you're going in Tuesday night going, hey, lads, the world is starting to see what we have here is quite good now. And that's what I think Limerick have had over the years as well. They have that momentum. And they have that positivity around the group that, you know what, no matter what happens, we get over the line. And the more it's said out loud in the public, actually, it seeps into the subconscious of your players. And the more they start to believe it, and you know what, the more they can see it, and then the more they make it happen. I think that's what Galway need. And that's why Sunday is so vital to their to their champ, to their Ireland challenge. Yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll round it off on both of them then, because it does seem like Galway and Clare are in the same position, that if one of them or both of them can win a provincial title this weekend, it not only changes the dynamic for the provincials, but it also probably changes the dynamic for the All-Ireland, because if one of them wins a provincial title, suddenly you have to be saying, 
okay, now their old Ireland credentials are actually really, really magnified on the big stage as well. Exactly. And that's that's the key point. If you have silverware, it lifts everything right, you know, and it it gives that confidence and a belief within the group that you know what, we've arrived and we're pushing on, and this is not the end of it for us. But again, a loss is it's a huge psychological thing this time of the year, like you know, it is just it's mad stuff, like and that is the way it is, and that's why both games are absolutely crucial, like to the to the teams. Whoever loses has a truck has a tricky week ahead of them to, to try to build it up. Whoever wins has an extra rest, which is important. That's why I think if Limerick can win, it gives them that extra rest that they need. And by God, if Limerick win, they become red, red, red hot favourites to win the All-Ireland with the rest that they're going to get. Losing pushes them through that backdoor system, an extra match over a shorter period of time. Can you recoup and all? So all those question marks start flying around, but yeah, it is. That's why this weekend is a, is a pivotal weekend, I think, in the in the Hurling Championship to find out who's going to be a serious All-Ireland contenders. Yeah, well, look, we look forward to that. One last thing, Brendan, before we let you go, obviously desperately sad news this week that Teddy McCarthy, the Cork great, a real GAA icon, sadly passed away this week. It's just, it's a bit surreal to see that somebody like that at 57 years of age is gone, but he was a, a hero to so many, I'm sure, including you. Yeah, there's no doubt. Look, condolences to his family and teammates and all. It's just so sad. And I heard it the, the other day, it kind of stands you up a bit like, you know, and the images of Teddy going high into the air was a, a small ball or a big ball he was catching, you know, we're talking about the modern game, whether the throwback to people are bemoaning a little bit now at the moment around football and not kicking it. If you had a man like Teddy McCarthy, you'd let fly, let it high in the air and he put his knee on someone's shoulder and he'd catch it over their head. And do you know what I mean? This kind of thing. It's it's that image in in your in my head anyway that will live long for, for me and, and Teddy. And he's also one of the characters of the of the game. I mean, we don't see that much of a personality in our modern players because of the media scrutiny and because in fairness to managers are trying to shield them and all that. But Teddy come out and you have a chat after a match or, you know, this kind of thing. And you, you felt you kind of knew him. You really knew him as a, as a fella I go for a few pints with, you know what I mean? And great crack. And I'd heard, I think he was at the Offaly and Cork game. And amazing how life changes so quickly and puts, I suppose, sport and every talk about in perspective. Everybody will kill each other on, on Sunday in these matches. We'll all enjoy it. We'll all give out about each other in the whole lot. But um, I think that the silence we'll probably have before each game and uh, in this weekend to remember Teddy will, will put all of our worlds in perspective. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, look, maybe he rests in peace and maybe he be fondly remembered by all the GAA public who go to matches this weekend. Brendan, we'll leave it there. Thanks a million. Enjoy the Munster final. And look, here's hoping we get two crackers this weekend. It'll be brilliant. Yeah, it'll be brilliant. I think we will. It's going to be great. Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it! He hits it! It's over the bar! Oh! Holy Moses!